The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Set MP for Lara, John Aaron is on the line. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, Mitchell, and good morning to your listeners. Well, this is a very tough time in Victoria because I've been saying for a number of weeks that we're only one person coming across the border away from being in the same situation as New South Wales, and here we are. I think the difference here in Victoria, though, is that we've had substantially more time in lockdown than New South Wales. I mean, if New South Wales spent three more months in lockdown, they'd still have had less time than us. So I know there's a lot of fatigue out there at the moment with uh, lockdown five. Look, I, I agree with your comments, uh, Mitchell. There's uh, obviously, you know, in Victoria, we've done it really tough. And uh, this is the first taste of what we've had New South Wales are experiencing right now. Uh, and uh, and I think at last month when I was on your program, I mentioned that New South Wales was in a, a world of pain in relation to COVID. Um, uh, the Delta strain means that it's a much more virulent, much more contagious uh, strain of COVID, uh, and uh, it's it's clearly very dangerous. And and we can see how New South Wales is struggling in terms of c- trying to contain their numbers. But um, can I just say, you can't be half pregnant with uh, some of these lockdowns that you do. Um, that's why you need to be quick, swift and fast uh, and to get a control of uh, a potentially a, 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 you know, an outbreak that could um, collapse not only the economy for months uh, on end, um, but also uh, be absolutely critical to uh, one's health in terms of contracting this uh, very contagious strain of COVID. Um, and, and like I'm pleased to say that the, the numbers are going down and, and, and obviously there's a lot of work behind the scenes that, it's, that is done by contact tracers in Victoria. And, you know, when you even look at the updates that are given by Victorian, um, and, you know, the Premier and, and other, other the team members of, of dealing with COVID, uh, they are comprehensive in how they are dealing with it. And that's why, you know, up until midnight last night, the, the the new cases acquired locally uh, 13 today as opposed to 16 yesterday one acquired uh, overseas um, active cases 81 lives lost nil uh, 54,839 test results received and that's fantastic and that's exactly what we need to do is if you have the slightest of symptoms you should get tested uh, and uh, and that those numbers of testing it will give us some confidence in in what we're doing in terms of as a government to deal with this um, this outbreak. Um, pleasing to see that uh, there's been some fourteen thousand seven hundred and fifty eight vaccinations administered yesterday, uh, and uh, a total of one point three nine two million people in Victoria, which is the largest amount of uh, people vaccinated in the nation, which is. Uh, which is fantastic. And, and I've long said, um, Mitchell, that there are two ways that we need to tackle this, and, and both of them relate to the federal government. And uh, it's, it, I'm not playing politics. It's just a fact. It's a reality. Um, vaccinations, if we are 80 to 90% vaccinated nationwide, that will go a long way into preventing some of these lockdowns we're having uh, right now. And so we need to get a move on. I know the government has announced today that uh, they've got a, another million Pfizer vaccines coming on board over the next few weeks, which is great, but we need a lot more. We need, you know, by the end of the year, um, a, a lot more people, Australians, vaccinated. We, we need these, um, you know, specific uh, quarantine facilities that we've been screaming from the rooftops uh, for 
months on end about making sure that we have facilities that can contain this virus, not hotels who are designed for tourists, but specific quarantine facilities. And I'm glad that they've finally chosen um, Mickleham um, as a site. Um, it could have been Avalon, but I'm glad they've made the choice anyway. Um, and so it's just a matter of getting on with it, building it, and uh, and making sure that every state and territory has one uh, so that we can deal with this in terms of containment. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately we've got some exposure sites and, you know, uh, in, in Geelong, uh, out at Warren Ponds and uh, Highton and, and, of course, uh, uh, Barwon Heads, a uh, number of exposure sites. So the exposure sites are well over 250 at the moment, which is a bit concerning, but... Uh, having said that, there's been an uh, extensive amount of work in, 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 in tracing all of these um, um, people that, that have co uh, contracted COVID uh, and they're all linked together. So there's no mystery cases, which is fantastic. And, you know, uh, and, and I think um, Victoria's public health team is working around the clock to get this outbreak under control. And the, and the chief health officer is assessing the situation hour by hour and, and obviously, you know, we as a government through the Premier will make any necessary announcements when we know uh, some more in relation to where we are at this point in time. I know uh, the deadline is Tuesday midnight. Um, the Premier will stand up today to, to see in terms of where we are and, and I'm, I'm sure that he'll do the same tomorrow uh, and, uh, and to see if there, there might be an extension to uh, the current restrictions that are in place in, in Victoria. I suppose it's optimistic thinking to suggest that we could come out of lockdown tomorrow night if you've got these exposure sites from Mildura now all the way down to Churchill Island. I mean, that seems to be a, a situation where, you know, if they've become um, highly infectious and have spread the virus to a number of people and we don't know it yet through the incubation period, it seems unlikely that we could come out of lockdown by tomorrow night. So that would be uh, upsetting news, I'd imagine, to a lot of people. Now, I'd imagine that would be, but uh, we, we can only go by the advice of the health professionals and, uh, and that's why it's, it's done on an hourly basis, Mitchell. We know the consequences of these. Locking down people has a dramatic impact on people's uh, mental health and wellbeing and, and of course, the, the businesses that are affected by it. Just on that, um, and I know that you know, there's been some argy-bargy about um, some assistance from federal government in relation to how the assistance is being made to New South Wales as opposed to Victoria. And I think the Premier made a very strong statement that we want equal uh, payments in relation to whatever New South Wales is getting. Um, and so as a consequence of that, um, the Commonwealth uh, have announced that... Uh, Payments of $600 will be made to Victorians that are those that lose 20 hours or more of work during the period of the lockdown. And payments of $375 will be made to individuals that lose between 8 to 20 hours of work during the period of lockdown. Um, and uh, this is their choice, but federal government will fund payments for those Victorians who work or live in a COVID-19 hotspot declared by the Commonwealth. That includes the Greater Melbourne, Murrable Shire, City of Greater Geelong, Borough of Queenscliff and the Surf Coast Shire. Uh, now, as a state government, we're obviously making a contribution to assistance to Victorians and, uh, you know, we're not, we're not just restraining it, to, restricting it to these areas, but broadly speaking, other areas that have been affected. 
by by these lockdowns. Um, and, and so there'll be uh, automatic payments will be made uh, to eligible businesses and sole traders across the state to minimise delays and swiftly get money into their pockets, which they obviously drastically need. Uh, up to 90,000 businesses have been and will receive payments through the licensed hospitality venue fund and business cost assistance program relating to the May-June lockdown and will receive the Victorian government's new support payments of $3,000 and $2,000 respectively. Um, and so payments are due to commence over the course of the next uh, of next week and, and with a total funding of uh, some $201.8 million. And eligible businesses will include restaurants, cafes, bars, event suppliers, tourism and accommodation provide, providers and non-essential retailers. Um, you know, um, for what it's worth, um, we've made significant investments or assistance packages to businesses over you know, this, this period of COVID. And uh, so the economic support for businesses has topped $6 billion over the course of the pandemic, uh, Mitchell, and, you know, uh, including more than $500 million through the last restriction period with $461 million allocated for business cost assistance program and licensed hospitality venue fund. Um, so so uh, uh, can I just... Uh, give a, 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 a website, www.servicesaustralia.gov.au, uh, if people want to get onto that site and if they've lost any hours in terms of their work as a result of these restrictions, uh, please make contact with them and make uh, applications accordingly. Yeah, hopefully people go and do that because I know there's a lot of people doing it tough and it's easy for me to sit here when you get paid regardless of whether or not there's a lockdown, but for the people out there that have lost uh, their work through casual employment and uncertain employment in the gig economy, uh, it's just another layer of difficulty. So I hope people go through and apply and hopefully get those payments in a timely fashion. Absolutely. And, uh, and again, um, you know, contact your local MPs' offices in relation to any assistance that you, you may want. And, uh, and we're more than happy to, to assist where we can to help uh, everyone through this uh, very difficult period. And, and I know it's devastating. It's devastating on a number of fronts, you know. Uh, and, uh, but it is what it is, Mitchell. Um, you know, we've, we've got to uh, act swiftly, act fast and get, a, get on top of this before it, it becomes um, you know, widespread. And, and, and I really wish the best for New South Wales, but they've got a, a tough few months ahead of them in relation to dealing with this issue. And, uh, and, and that's why we're, we've, uh, we've always been of the, of the view that um, you've got to go hard, you're going to go fast. Uh, otherwise, you know, you know we, we don't want to be in a position where we have to relinquish our, um, our grand final to another state. We, we want to ensure that we get uh, on top of this, uh, this outbreak, latest outbreak, so that we can continue to have these events uh, and, of course, to live our lifestyles the way we should be living. Um, and, you know, the only way out of this, I say it again, Mitchell, is vaccination and proper, um, you know, containment quarantine facilities. And uh, if we don't get those two right, unfortunately, there's always situations where, you know, when these outbreaks occur that we need to lock down, and, which is devastating to the communities. Well, thanks for being on the program once again. It's a tough situation. Hopefully we're out of this lockdown sooner rather than later, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for the Premier's announcements. Thank you, Mitchell. John Aaron there, the State MP for Lauren. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. 
or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.